Blessings, fam. What's going on, everybody? Hi, everybody. It's Essence. And Leonard. And we're here for another episode of Love, Love and Honor. Honor. So, we have a topic for you all today. What you say? I was on um, LinkedIn, and I was scrolling through, you know, looking at different things on there. And um, a recurrent topic that kept coming up was quiet quitting. And so, um, today's topic, what we're going to talk about is quiet are you quiet quitting in your relationship or in your marriage mm, what's, what does that even mean okay so of course i looked up quiet quitting because i wanted to make sure i had an accurate explanation so um good old google came through and according to techtarget.com quiet quitting doesn't mean an employee and in this um example it's talking about employees because that's where it derived from but we're referencing marriages but um for sake of the definition, quiet quitting doesn't mean an employee has left their job, but rather has limited their tasks to those strictly within their job description to avoid working longer hours. They want to do the bare minimum to get the job done and set clear boundaries to improve work-life balance. So when I was looking on LinkedIn, what caused me to even look at that was this um, guy named Jason Kaplan. Um, he's not my main connection on LinkedIn. However, um, he showed up in the feed and it said quiet quitting, according to Harvard Business Review, is less about intrinsic motivation and more about the manager's ability to build a relationship that makes an employee want to stay. So then he posted this pyramid of quiet quitting, which we'll post on the website. Yeah, it'll be on our pages. on um, On our social media sites. And so the top the triangle of the um, pyramid is lack of communication. The next layer was lack of sense of belonging, then lack of feeling valued, lack of consistency, and the base was lack of trust. Man, this this sounds like relationships in general. And that's what we're going to talk about today is quiet quitting in your relationship. Like, are you quiet quitting? And, you know, this can be dangerous for mm-hmm. your relationship because according to like how the definitions were that we looked at, People are not putting in the effort. They're not putting in the extra work. They're willing to just do the bare minimum to just get by Mm -hmm. and not even have to worry about that piece, that job. So um, referencing a marriage, like you're not going above and beyond. Mm -hmm. You're not really seeking success. You're just trying to get by. Yeah. And what's interesting is when you read uh, the pyramid and it talked about the quiet quitting, it's two-sided, right? Because mm-hmm. one is the person who had made the decision to quietly quit, mm-hmm. but also everything you read was about the environment that was made by the manager, which in this case would, mm. would be your spouse, mm-hmm. not that they're your manager, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like if someone has to create the atmosphere, so I create the atmosphere for you, and you create it for me. Uh-huh. And because the atmosphere wasn't what was needed, the person quietly quit. Right. And they, so the basis of all of it were those um, different um, pieces of the pyramid that I just read. And so like when you're lacking in communication or, um, you know, making your spouse feel like they belong or that you value them um, or you being consistent or them not being able to trust you, Mm -hmm. that causes them to check out Mm -hmm. because that's really what quiet quitting seems to be. It's like doing the bare minimum, like you're checking out, you're not going towards the goal i guess you're still working you're towards still, the goal you're still working but, but it's like bare minimum like it's not like you can experience excellence or next level 
you know, um, in your relationship if you're focusing on the bare minimum? Well, because think about it this way. At my job, I'm responsible for making sure we have year over year growth, Mm -hmm. right? Whether that be in my sales or my revenue or whatever it is. So if you quietly quit, your year over year may not be an improvement because you're just doing the bare minimums to maintain. And the thing is with the, when you're an employee or um, even a manager, regardless, um, when you are putting in effort and work, bare minimum never really cuts it. Like that's just what they're like, okay, this is what we want you to do. But a good employee or a good manager, or a good contributor does more than bare minimum. And that's how excellence is reached. And so in your marriage, if you are doing the bare minimum, meaning I'm showing up the end, I'm not putting in any effort. I'm not working on our communication. I barely even talk to you. I'm playing my portion of the bills. Right. I'm doing I'm doing what's required of me. And then I'm going to go live my life on my own off to the side. Mm-hmm. But I came and, you know, I'm showing up and I'm helping with the bills and mm-hmm. the kids, you know. Like at this point, are you even a part of this? Like, like are we doing this together? Right. Because, I mean, you're doing it. But one person, like, how does the other person, how can you safely say that this is a healthy relationship if mm. i feel that i'm giving my everything and you're and i can tell because if somebody's doing that you know mm-hmm. like they're giving their bare minimum like how does that make me feel do then like is it a mirror like is it a trickle it is a trick i would think it's a trickle down effect it negatively um produces um an, an environment that you're not feeling you know mm-hmm. it makes you feel unvalued unappreciated unworthy un everything you're saying if your spouse quietly is doing quits? that yeah because if you feel that you're constantly putting in the effort and they're not they're not putting in any effort as well like that's how marriages are destructive mm-hmm. well i mean if if you feel as though your spouse has quietly quit then at that point maybe we should look at this pyramid like mm-hmm. am i doing this i, I not to say that it's your fault, but in any equation, you can only change one portion of it, right? There's you, there's your spouse, and there's the outcome. You can't change your spouse, right? but you can change you. So not saying that you're the problem, but you could be the solution. So if we look at the pyramid, and I'm not saying that this pyramid is 100% accurate because, you know, like somebody created this according to um, concepts and stuff that are out there, but um, for sake of conversation, um, the top layer, let's go over layer by layer um lack of communication Mm. so what this looks like to me according to the pyramid is like the person who quietly quits has done no sorry the person who quietly quit has experienced this and so they quietly quit right how do you take it because so it shows like all these one two three four the five different um layers and it's like okay so the manager if the manager is the one who's you know controlling the atmosphere um the reason why people are quietly quitting is because of lack of communication like no they're not getting enough communication they don't know what's going on they don't feel you know they don't know they're not on the same wavelength as the company or so and that's exactly what i was going to say i think that when it talks about lack of communication it's really referring to uh managing expectations Right. Mm-hmm. So if, if I have a boss and we, there's a lack of communication, I don't necessarily know what their expectations are. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I do something wrong, then all of a sudden it's a big thing. But had there been communication, 
right, then we could have known what to expect and I could have uh, better prepared myself for it. Perfect. So bring that into marriage, which is very simple to do. So, mm-hmm. uh, so um, for, for instance, if there's something that um, that you uh, want your husband to do, uh-huh. tell them. Right. right. <laughs> it's I mean, that simple. It's just that simple because a lot of times we, we can feel like we've been married for so long or we've been together with this person for so long that they know how to read our minds, which sometimes may be the case. But it's not it's not something you can lean on. Like yeah. you need to tell me what you want. And honestly, it saves so much time and energy. Mm-hmm. Like in frustration. Because yeah, we're married, you know, for a minute and then we think they should know by this time they should know. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been guilty of this. Like, why are, why do I have to tell them why? Because I want it done. And because it may bother me there. Sometimes your spouse is over there and everything is perfectly fine to them, mm-hmm. but something's over there eating away at you. Speak on it, but you won't share it. And then you're mad that they don't know mm-hmm. when the whole situation could have been taken care of. If you would have just communicated, use your words, use your words. We tell our kids that all the time. Use your, use your words. Your words. Don't expect me to just know how you're feeling or what you're thinking. I mean, usually, usually I'll know. However, I'm not a mind reader. I'm mm-hmm. not perfect. Like, let's communicate. Let's talk. We're grown. Yeah. And I have a question for you. Okay. So if you ask me to do something and everyone listen to this, put your spouse in this. If you ask your spouse to do something mm-hmm. that you think they should already know and they do it, but not because they knew what to do. They do it because you asked. Is there a difference? Like, do you take it the same? The action is completed? Or is it like, hey, no, you need to do better and know what I'm thinking. Like, how, how do you do that? Well, I don't really. I hear your question. Um, I prefer me. Like, nobody wants to nag or tell their spouse to do stuff. Like, I'm not your mom. So I don't want to tell you to do stuff. I feel like there's things in our relationship, like things, responsibilities, et cetera, that you should know. And I shouldn't have to tell you. However, because I don't want to be mad and, you know, bothered, I'll just tell you. And then if it doesn't get done and I told you, then that's like irritating. (laughs) But if it sometimes I'll like, there'll be things that I'll want to tell you to do or not do. And then I'll catch myself and be like, he knows. Like essence, don't do that. Don't um, bring it up. Don't do this. And did not do it anyway. Sometimes you do. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. Should have said it. <laughs> no, sometimes you do it. Ah. So I didn't say it because I I like praying in my head. Like okay, God, <sighs> certain things I'm just like oh, he's not gonna do this. Just because sometimes you don't do it, but then I'll be like, you know what? He knows to do it. Like leave it alone because I think it's a balance too. Like I think we need to have strong communication. But um, we also have to have give our spouse a chance to contribute, yeah. you know? Well, sometimes com- good communication is knowing what to say and also what not to say. Right. So that's all part of it. And I, I we always say pray, law, you guys. We always say pray. And I think it's very important to pray mm-hmm. because I pray and I ask God. And then I'm like, okay, let me back off. Or sometimes I'll communicate something that I really need done, like it's important, I need it done. Um and then what I've learned through the years of being married is sometimes I have to tell you when also, just because <laughs> like we'll have two different timetables in our mind of just in general. I think this is a marriage thing. Like, I don't know if it's everybody, but I know a lot of married couples that I've talked to. And when we were in to be one, the marriage ministry and um, leaders in that group and the things that we learned 
was, you know, there, if we're not having expectations or putting things out there and not like, we can't just assume you're going to do things a certain way. Mm -hmm. We may have two different understandings of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm asking you to do something or saying, Hey, I really need the support from you. I need you to do this. Can you please make sure it's done by the end of the day? Then, you know, this is not something that can just wait on the back burner until if it's something that's really needed. Some things we do that with and it doesn't even matter when it gets done. But I just think it's very important to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Those As, are, that's key. Especially the things that are priority. Like if it's to me, it saves so much time, energy, trouble, frustration. Our, yeah. Uh, disagreements, et cetera. If you just go ahead and say it in the beginning, if mm -hmm. you just communicate it. Um, if you feel like you're always communicating something and you're starting to get frustrated that you feel like you're being a mom and you have to tell them, then you probably need to pray. I feel like that's a good conversation to have also with your spouse, right? Yeah, yeah. What's number two? Okay, so the next thing is lack of sense of belonging. Mm. How do you think that would play out in, um, you can talk about work and we can take it over to marriage or you can go straight to marriage if you have a micromanager, right? Mm -hmm. So someone who... Oh, I hate that. Don't you? And, yeah. uh, it's the worst. So if you have a micromanager, right? They give you things to do, but they, they do all the things that they're telling you to do. And mm -hmm. then when, you, when you're when you trying to do it, they're on your case because you're not doing it how they wanted you to do <laughs> right, it. Right, right. Like, what do you need me for? Right. At this point, you, you, you're you the husband and the, and the wife at this right. point. <laughs> right? So I don't, what do you need me for? Okay, so how do you do that? So tell me what that would look like in marriage. So for me, what I think of when I hear of like sense of belonging, I think of your spouse. See, so sense of belonging on here and sense and lack, wait, lack of sense of belonging and lack of feeling value to me, I believe go hand in hand. Absolutely. Um, because we want to feel like we're a valuable part of our marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know that I'm your wife. Um, so I want to feel valued. I want to feel like I belong in this relationship, like I have the value and, um, you know, like making as far as decisions go, um, I feel valued in the decisions you're taking heed and you care about my input. And then I also, my place is like solidified in our relationship. Like I'm the wife, I'm the mom. Um, when I say things as a wife and as a mom, they're respected, mm -hmm. you know, um, my input, like I said, so valued into me sense of belonging, I think go hand in hand, but it's just different sides of it. Um, I think that in a job, I don't feel valued, like you said, when I'm not trusted to do what I've been hired to do, which goes into a whole another layer. But, <laughs> you know, like when I come into a place, if you're not allowing me to, if you're not appreciating my input, if mm -hmm. you're just overlooking it, it's not important. It doesn't matter. Like, I mean, dang, then what, what am I doing? Yeah. One, one thing my company does really well, the company I work for, we're, we're working on having our companies, <laughs> but the company I work for currently, uh, one thing they do pretty well is they show appreciation to the employees. Mm -hmm. So like every week we'll, we'll purchase something like a meal and do like a team building lunch or something like mm -hmm. that. And it's just something continuous. So sometimes when we talk about uh, being valued, uh, in the relationship, sometimes it's a it's it's something that needs to be done to express your value, to yeah. show your appreciation. I hear you. Um, that takes me to the five love languages. There's different ways that people are appreciated and valued, which we'll do an um, episode on that. But um, I think that knowing you know your spouse and how they um, feel appreciated, what what it takes for them to feel appreciated, and what it takes for them to believe that. Um, 
you're valuing them. Yeah. Like you said, um, do you feel that you're good in that area of fe- feeling valued? Do you feel valued in your relationship? I do. You know, you know what helps uh, to feel, uh, help you to feel valued? How? Like say for instance, you do something and there was a brilliant idea, right? <laughs> and then your wife should let you know that it was a brilliant idea when she sees how brilliant it was. If right? it's brilliant. Define brilliant. Uh, why don't you? Because you, you're the expert here. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that there's some things that are really good ideas. Uh-huh. Leonard likes um, glory. He likes, like, he all likes glory praise. To God. All glory he to God. God praise. works through me. Okay? It's his <laughs> he glory. likes praise. So um, I used the wrong word when I was telling Leonard of a good idea he had. And I said, oh, it was brilliant, but I didn't mean to use that. So I tried to, you know, bring it on back. Just he just happen. would not let it go. Well, you said it, okay? See what yeah, you mean. I, it was the wrong word. I don't think I don't think it was. So brilliant means very bright and radiant. Huh? Exceptionally clever or was talented. It? Was it not? It was a good idea. Ooh. So um, did you not feel valued when I told you that it was a good idea? Versus I felt brilliant. more valued when you called it brilliant. <laughs> I didn't even finish the sentence. Like you were, you were really like leaning into brilliance, and I thought it was good. But I think the whole, the whole thing, the, the fact that you saw something I did, you thought it was mm-hmm. whether it was great or brilliant or magnificent or wonderful, all any of those things, you know, um, good the, versus <laughs> magnificent synonyms. Synonyms. <laughs> <all good. laughs> okay, but um. Did you did you feel less valued when I changed it from brilliant? No, I just wanted to mess with you. Okay, I know, but <laughs> but yeah. So Leonard had a good idea, and I called it out. Brilliant I was like, one. it was a good idea. It was a good idea. <laughs> well, um, no, no, she didn't call it out. She said it was brilliant, and then she stopped. I said, wait, and wouldn't tell me what it was. Because and I, I had to wait for hours to get what that. Yeah, I had to tell my husband. Um, I had to tell him. I had to like reel it back just because I know my husband. What? And what do you he mean? will always be throwing in my face about his brilliant idea, which it was good. But I was like, "Ooh, why did I use that word? He's going to take it all the way to the head. Look, he's still talking about the it. Nerd. And I've been took it back. <laughs> he keeps talking about this brilliant. I'm the abundance of the heart that he speaks. That's the so word So anyways, God. yeah. So, okay. So um, value. I think there's different, like I said, different ways that people feel value too. And that's why it's really important to know your spouse and like if you're a manager or um, in leadership you should know your team because it's important to know what they appreciate or what they what causes them to feel appreciated mm-hmm. and feel valued um something that for me be like this goes back to love languages which we'll talk about in another episode but for me um i feel valued when things are done that need to be done um because i think it's extremely important to do the like take care of business you know so like for me um I really like when um there's certain things that we need and that's taken care of um and I noticed like with my gift giving and different things that's how I like to buy gifts too is off the needs whereas Leonard is not the same like I rather you know if we have something coming up or an anniversary or something I rather like pay a bill off because I feel like long run this is more beneficial to our family. Whereas Leonard will try to force me to accept a gift. Yes. A thing. And sometimes I want things. And sometimes I prefer something to be paid off Man, and not have to worry about it. Last gift I got you. I'd be seeing it. The Kindle? Yeah, the Kindle. Okay. So in clear transparency, I, don't feel appreciated. I appreciate. Do you not? Do you, <laughs> you not feel appreciated? I told you we would have took it back. Let's, this is a conversation for another day. 
well, no, I think we should just put it on in here right now. It, it won't be, it won't be long. Um, I want you to, I want to, I want you to know that you're heard and I appreciate your gift. But um, what happened was Leonard um, and I had talked about how I ask for things and he always tries to give me something else that he thinks is Don't better. Use that word. It's not always. Sorry. Um, Twice. Two times. We've, how long have we been married? Do I ask for things How long have we been married? Within the 11 years we've been married, there have been, I don't usually ask for gifts, just so you're aware. So out of the times that I do ask for gifts, Leonard likes to, because he just wants the Twice. best for me. He wants the best for me. And so when I ask for something, he may um, believe that something is better and get that. And so I was, we were talking about it one day about how, um, when I wanted a Kindle, he got me this, um, fire, some kind of tablet. It was a tablet. I don't remember what it was, but it had the Kindle capabilities, but I just wanted a simple Kindle. So we were talking about it and he took it as me asking for a tablet when recently I, I mean, asking for a Kindle when recently I asked for an iPad. But then he got me the Kindle this time. So when I got it, I was really surprised that I got a Kindle because <laughs> I did not ask for it. But he tried to convince me that I did. She asked for the so Kindle. clearly our communication was off. Um, Which resulted in a lack of value. <laughs> no, I value it. Like I keep planning to use it. But the reason why I was like, okay, the reason why I don't use the other tablet anymore, I used to read off of it is because I listen to my books now. But I really want to read books. I just don't ever have time to do it. But I'm going to use my Kindle. It's a great gift. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, back on subject. So, I'm sorry if you felt that your gift was devalued. Um, we could take it back is all I'm saying. And get you something you want. It's okay. <laughs> so, you didn't want to do that. So, it's okay. So, um, next is <laughs> lack of consistency. So, I feel I get it. You know, lack of consistency. So, in a relationship... You're not being consistent. I think of, let's say someone lets you down and, um, you know, you know, like people who always are apologizing for everything because they're messing up all the time. And then like, they're like, I'm so sorry, I'm going to do better. And then they do better, but then they don't, it's not consistent. It's not happening regularly. Like you lose, I think it goes down to the next level. I feel that that causes you to lose trust in individual or in an organization or whatever. That's interesting how each one trickles down to the next. Yeah. Like it builds it's a chain reaction. Is it build or it's like they're building blocks. Like the triangle goes upward, but the ba- that's why I said the base is huh. lack of trust because when you don't trust your partner, people will be getting wow. divorced because they don't trust their spouse. I mean, you know, however, <laughs> but I mean, maybe leaving jobs. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say about the whole topic because I, I've quietly quit jobs before. Mm-hmm. And you know what comes after quietly quitting? Quitting. Looking for a new job. And then quitting. And then quitting. Right. That it, That's what happens The next. quiet quit is like the first step. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you get down to the actual quit. Mm-hmm. The loud quit, since it's quiet, that was loud, <laughs> you let everybody know, I'm out. <laughs> that's when you put in your notice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, so lack of consistency. Um, and that's... Do you have anything to add regarding consistency? No, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Okay. And then the last one, which is the base of the triangle, is the lack of trust. Mm-hmm. When I don't feel trusted in my role, or if I feel that they don't trust me or I can't trust them, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a problem. It's Again, it's the what am I here for? And so in a relationship, 
although I don't agree with divorce, you know, I know that there's reasons even in the word that it's okay. Um, but lack of trust, I feel like it results to that, like being with someone you don't trust and people are so quick to just end things Mm -hmm. if they don't trust them, if they don't trust their spouse. So how do you promote trusting a relationship? I believe being transparent is one, but how do you, what what do you think a person should do? Well, I think that, um, when it comes to lack of trust, um, cause when, when you get married, hopefully you've got, gotten married on positive terms, right. Mm-hmm. And you go into a marriage full of, str- of trust. Mm-hmm. When there's lack of trust, that means something has happened to cause this lack of trust. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's a difficult thing to deal with. I don't, I don't know necessarily that that's something that people can heal because that lack of trust will sit in the back of your mind forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, cause you, cause you don't know, you, you're not with your spouse always. So they might be doing that same thing and you just never know. So now everything connects to that. I think mm-hmm. it's something for God to heal. God can heal it. Um, I think that these things that are caused like in the pyramid, the top down that we've been talking about, those things can help play into lack of trust, right? So if a person's not consistent with their actions and their words, that will cause a lack of trust. If a person um, doesn't feel valued, why don't they feel valued? Why don't, why doesn't your spouse feel valued in the relationship? Um, that, that'll lead to lack of trust. Why does your spouse feel that they don't belong, that they're not a part, like you don't appreciate them? Um, why are you guys not communicating? Like all those things, mis- miscommunication, um, lack of communication can lead to no trust in your relationship. All those things are, are the very things that can cause destruction mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a strong foundation. Well, let's say it this way too. Let's flip that around. Mm-hmm. So if you are experiencing lack of trust, reverse this pyramid. Mm-hmm. So start communicating more. Right. Start figuring out ways to make sure your spouse feels valued. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's how you do it. Well, I think that's true. You know, a lot of the times people are like, well, what, where do we go from here? Like, what do I do? Do the things that you did when you first Back. got together. <laughs> do those things that you did when you first got together. Like when you appreciated your spouse and when you used to try to, uh, before they were your spouse and when you were trying to win them over and when you were all lovey-dovey and all that and you did the sweet things, do that stuff again. But yeah, like you said, um, flip this flip this pyramid. Mm-hmm. And um start communicating over communicate communicate the things that um you may not normally say or you feel that they should know just communicate anyway mm-hmm. um make them ensure make it a priority for you to make your spouse feel that they belong in their marriage like they that you need to be here this is what's this is for us mm-hmm. We're part of that is communication because mm-hmm. you, you need to have roles obviously there's there's quote unquote gender roles out there but that doesn't mean that's the same for every relationship right so you need to know what you need to know what your spouse's role is in the relationship and what yours is. Yeah. And that can be split up however you guys decide. But the important through communication. Thing, that's what I was going to say. The important thing is, is that you guys communicate so that you're on the same page and you know what those things are. Mm-hmm. Without that, you won't know. You guys will have expectations and it'll cause issues. Mm-hmm. So um, your spouse should feel that you want them, that they belong, that they're appreciated, that they're valued. You need to be consistent. Your words need to align with your actions. And hopefully... It, of course, number one, though, the, the last thing I'm even saying is prayer. You should pray together. You should pray alone. Pray, pray, pray. Give it to God. And so those are the things um, that were talked about in the article, but we just added marriage to it and put the spin of marriage. I think it was really interesting to talk about quiet quitting and how we need to do better and not quite quit in our marriage. So we need to put it, put all hands on deck. We need to be all in and we need to make sure we're doing 
what it is that we need to do to make our marriage last and thrive and be successful. Yep, yep. Okay, so, boo, it's time for LP's questions. Today, I choose question 19. Question number 19. Question 19. Polyamory can work in the context of marriage. Then the person goes on to say, look like you're ready to jump in there, love. Uh, (laughs) The person goes on to say, I'm not saying it's for everyone. But I think more people could benefit, even though it's not the traditional idea of what a relationship should be. Thoughts, comments? So just so everyone's on the same page, polyamory is the practice of engaging in multiple romantic and typically sexual relationships with the consent of all the people involved. Ah, so it differs from multiple spouses. This is just sexual. Yeah, but I think like um, polygamy is a form of polyamory right it's sexual and it's a type of it but anyway like i would say open relationships go into this um Mm. but this is talking about it says typically sex but it's in multiple romantic so it could be polygamy or polyamory um i disagree care to elaborate (laughs) i think that it's one spouse two becoming one flesh not two becoming ten not ten becoming five not 10 becoming one. Um, I just think I'm not sharing my spouse, but I don't believe that that's the design, you know, um, according to the word. And that's all I go off of because I know everybody does whatever they want. And God is so amazing how he's such a gentleman and he respects our choices and decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think that I believe you know, there's only one spouse for me. I'm not sharing. I'm not, there's none of that in our relationship. Um, but God is so amazing with how he respects our choices and he allows us to choose whatever we want. Um, I don't believe the word aligns with that lifestyle. However, um, a person can do whatever they want. And of course there's consequences. You can choose any lifestyle you want to lead and there's always consequences to everything. So with that being said, no, I don't agree with that. Your thoughts? Uh, it's, it's a no for me. Um, <laughs> first of all, I wish somebody would approach my wife with some foolery like that. Nobody would. It's a, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. A big one. But nobody would. Yeah. Well, they, they better. But the question is not about me. The question is, what do you think well, about that, the statement? Well, that's, that's what I thought immediately when I heard the statement. Like, huh? Yeah. A, a what? Yeah, no. No. It's a no. Not for the primuses. Yeah. We're not in on that. So, I mean, No. There's no even like, there's no discussion here. I I have no more comments to add. Exactly. Okay. Well, this is all mine. This has been another episode of Love Love and and Honor. Honor. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We wish you a wonderful week. We pray blessings and peace upon you and your life. And if you don't know Jesus, you need to get to know him. Anything to add, boo? Love y'all. Peace.